Welcome to Lifting Weights and Hangover Shakes. It's a lifestyle. The podcast that dissects health. You are what you eat. Training. You've now shocked the muscle. Nutrition. You eat for purpose. And the minds of people in the fitness industry from all over the world. Once you're actually fit, exercise is something you look forward to. Right, we're on. Welcome to the Lifting Weights and Hangover Shakes podcast. Me, Tim College, and my colleague... Go on. I was waiting for you to say like co-host and friend, but <laughs> Colleague, Adam Nightingale, co-host, friend, <laughs> fellow expat, Adam uh, Nightingale. Um, mm. We've not seen each other since Christmas, uh, since the break, so it's been a bit of a catch-up five minutes, and we'll probably end up doing some of that on the podcast as well. Um, we wanted to talk about. First of all, a month before Christmas is my birthday, which we celebrated together. Not just together, not just the two of us. We did a brunch, which was basically the start of my Christmas, and not much, uh, in, not much <laughs> happened since then. Fitness-wise, nutrition-wise, everything went off the rails that weekend, and uh, it led into a long, long Christmas festive period, which it's one thing taking a break and you're foot off the gas, in, a, in an informed like I'm doing this to give yeah. my body a break kind of way but in the way that I did it which was just like no um, I'm not training I'm eating what I want <laughs> and I'll see you in September next year or something like that abs I'll see you in September next year it was not the one um, heavy brunch weekend followed by a Christmas dinner weekend um, I think we had a couple of slower weekends in the middle and then we travelled Fairly active in, you saw I went skiing, snowboarding, yeah, yeah. fairly active there. And I was actually quite happy with how my legs held up. I've been skiing before and not done any specific training to go. Um, and just been like, fuck, this is not the one. Yeah. Um, legs were not holding up for anything longer than a three minute run. When you think about it, you're in like a three quarter position of a squat. If you're you you know if you're snowboarding yeah, yeah. well for a long period of time. And like By the end of a long run, I'm grunting like I'm squatting. Like, <clears throat> you feel the burn, <clears throat> don't you? Know, you? You're feeling it, yeah. Uh, so I wasn't too, I was like, oh, that's not too bad, my legs are holding up. And I was getting through some calories while snowboarding, but I was also getting through some calories on mulled wine. Um, <laughs> and it had just it just went to shit. And I, so I didn't even fit, I feel like this week's my first week back. Um, and we're starting, what date was it, 13th of Jan? Yeah. Yesterday was my first day properly back. I trained last week, but didn't do too much. How did you fare after that uh, brunch weekend? Um, when was that? It was the start of December, was it? Yeah, yeah, start of December. Yeah, yeah. I went home on the thirteenth. Um, Keep then, training whilst you're at home. So literally the day I landed, went and signed up for the gym at David Lloyd for two weeks. It was like fourteen quid or something. Yeah, did you make use of twice. it? <laughs> yeah, so uh, seven quid a session. Seven quid. So it's not bad. <laughs> still not bad. Still no. in the gyms here. No, but I mean yeah. that's one thing. Do you train when you have these holidays, or I advocate. A, a time off when you travel yeah but I have to bear a couple of things in mind that when I'm in the fitness environment so people like us we train and we start to associate it with work and a, and a routine and I'd say a lot yeah. of people do and I don't think it's a bad thing but I also have clients um, some friends that are in a similar position and they're held back from training because of work they don't associate training yeah. with their working week they don't associate them training with having a session before they go to work or having a session at lunch or whatever. They associate it with 
I've got some time to myself, I can go and train. Yeah. So those people, they're the ones that message me and say, when are the sessions this week, Tim? I'm like, there are no sessions. I'm off. I'm done. I don't want to see fitness for the next two weeks. Yeah. The important part is that you should stay active, super active if it's a Christmas calorie kind of week. You need to stay active if you want to keep weight in check, which is, I don't think you really neat up is going to help it definitely didn't help <laughs> no exactly you know unless you steps. start becoming a I don't know just start walking like f- for fun whilst uh, eating your Christmas dinner whilst you're drinking your mulled wine it's not going to happen still irrelevant I reckon I was doing at least 15,000 steps a day when and I was eating there 15,000 calories a day minimum yeah like, exactly it doesn't account for yeah. it it just doesn't account for it I think the thing is though I went home with the intention of I don't care. I'm going to go home. I'm going to enjoy myself. Yeah, yeah, me if too. If there's something in front of me that I want to eat, I'm going to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I reckon after two weeks and about four and a half kilos added yeah. on to the weight. Yeah, yeah. And I said to Libya, I went to the toilet one night and there was a mirror directly in front of me and I kind of made eye contact with myself and <laughs> I was say, like, sorry. what have you done, mate? Sorry, Libby. <laughs> yeah, say sorry to myself this first. not what you signed up yeah. for. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, and that birthday weekend of mine was my 35th birthday and it was before that, but I went over on my ankle bad, right? Mm. Since then, snowboard, it didn't affect it snowboarding. Came back from snowboarding, felt lazy. Within a day, I thought, I'm going to go run. This is between Christmas and New Year's. So I'm going to go run. Went out. I got three kilometres in, maybe, and I had to walk back because my heel had, that I hadn't yeah, felt yeah. for about a week started giving me aggro. Now, for the purpose of the podcast and keeping stuff relevant, I'm empathising with anyone that's injured at the minute because... My NEAT, what we keep talking about here, NEAT, by the way, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, is basically anything you do in your day that isn't exercise but burns calories, has gone through the floor. Like, I don't feel like getting up. Everything I do, I'm doing sat down. Um, I'd usually take the stairs a couple of times a day. At this time of year, when the weather's nice, I'd be walking to Repton once, maybe twice a day. And it's just not happening at the minute. And it's probably put me... You know, that's 500 calories a day accounted for by, by moving yeah. that I'm not doing at the moment. So I've tried um, putting a bit of... But it, it's not neat anymore, but one of the things that I can do to shred through some calories is a bit of boxing. So um, I got on the bag in the gym today yeah. because it's not going to impact my ankle in the same way. And it's not bad, but it is nothing compared to just that... The things that you kind of have to do anyway without thinking. Like, you have to go a walk. You have to yeah, get yeah. from A to B. Um, you know, they're things that you can do throughout your day, and that accounts for the majority of calories. So, if those of you that are looking at getting the unconscious calorie burning, the unconscious, yeah, exactly. Worry about. Yeah, so those of you that are thinking about getting in shape in January, February, less think about going to the gym so much. Although, obviously, we advocate it. Um, increasing stuff by parking a block or two away from work, or maybe not yeah. even, you know, not even taking the car to work or cycling to work doing stuff that you need to do on a daily basis and putting it in um, and, and making it more active is what's going to account to burning much many more yeah. calories than the training session. Well, training session, 300 calories if you're lucky, 400 maybe. Um, other, aside from that, day-to-day activity is much closer to 1,000 calories without even thinking about it. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So injury has just made me feel like shit. Yeah. Not only that, getting fatter just broken like bits of bits of me are falling off and I'm yeah, yeah. 35 so I've been doing soft tissue work I've bought a 
bath and bath and massage because it's not bad on my ankle calf and I find that the fat foam rollers are a bit too fat to get any sort yeah, of yeah. depth into my ankle and calf so um, I bought that little bar down there and I'm gonna I mean I've had a massage a week since I've been back I'm gonna try and see Amy again physio next week um, been nice in needs it. fixing sorry been nice in it as well ice not as much I did when it was more raw but now it's yeah. not sort of coming on I should probably ice it in an evening actually um, so 35 years and up training is going to have to without a doubt go from more it's going to have to go from that 10% warm up cool down yeah. 90% workout feel like you're doing something fuck yourself up to 20 25 maybe 30% of my time spent re like you know, soft tissue on my on, on any specific injuries. My shoulder's been bad in the past. I'm gonna have to start doing that. And even today, gym what gym my gym sessions usually 50 minutes long. Today there was mm. an hour and 20, so I put an, a half an hour extra in. All right, 10 minutes of that was on the bag, like I said, but 20 minutes of warm up for me on up. Yeah. There you go. There you go, folks. Turn 35, it all goes south. And uh, Zimmer frame Zumba on the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, but there's one thing we all, all, I wanted to talk about specifically. It's a long time since I've felt like I've not, not like I've not felt that put well put together, and it's yeah, right yeah. now is that I'm how I'm feeling. I don't um, think it's just that much about age, though. Just to you know, true story. Give you a bit of the fact that I've done yeah. fuck all since the 29th of yeah. November is true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I, I did that kettlebell workout that we did at the end of our did, session yeah, yeah. a few weeks ago, and. I hadn't really trained properly. I did a session the day before, which is kind of like a light full body weight session. Yeah. And then I've gone into doing that Something six you're not rounds. Too familiar with. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah, still yeah. now I'm still walking like I've got a peg leg because yeah, yeah, yeah. I've not warmed up properly. I've not cooled down properly. I've not stretched, and it's just. And stupid. even that four or five calories extra that you're carrying, calories kilos extra that you're car- carrying, changes mechanics of stuff. Oh, yeah. I felt like I was. I could feel my belly on a deadlift today. Yeah, that should not be the case <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah I was feeling really really dodge um, so we've kind of covered them two uh, two things that we wanted to get over me turning 35 and feeling a bit broken and having that lull of um, of Christmas I think it's another good thing to say though to also like people out there who are coming back and wanting to train and starting again I've had it with clients this week and like people from Body Project I've spoken to who are sore because they've not done the same kind of level of exercise for a few weeks yeah. and then gone straight back into it which I'd say is just ease into it a little bit more oh yeah don't for go sure. diving straight in like yeah. take that little bit of extra time to warm up and stress and soreness is not really a good thing no in that, in, to that degree no, it's no, not no, no, no. you know <clears throat> there's no way you're going to escape from being sore completely but What's important when it, to talk about when it comes to soreness, for my money, is that it's all right being all gung-ho and look, oh, I can't walk, I've been to the gym. But if you can't gym because you've been to the gym, that's a counterproductive gym yeah, session. Exactly, yeah. you know, if you can't train because you've trained, you've done something wrong there, you need to be doing an amount of training that allows you to recover from it and get in the gym the next day or the following day or stick to your routine at least and, uh, and, and get... Con- you know, frequency is more important than intensity, especially yeah. in a, a, at that stage of at that stage of training. Um, like today, I did fifteen sets of work today. Um, none of it's killed me. Everything was around sixty percent of max of yeah. my maximum, or what I think is my maximum at the moment. And I'll be able to go and do the same tomorrow, which is where you want to be at. 
on that note, talking about what we was going to discuss further as well was setting stuff to look towards yeah, in 2019 yeah. is to get, let's say you're, so whatever goals you're after, my goals are to get back up to the, my uh, deadlift PR at the moment. Um, it stuck about a year ago and for the past year it's not gone over my 170, mm. 170 dead, 112 bench, 120 squat and I want to get them up I want to push them up for the next few years after 30 35 but what <laughs> after 35 what happens is is that you can't go you'd recover when you was younger so you could hit your deadlift PR get close to it for the next week and then following month beat yeah, yeah. it and that's not only because the deadlift PR was probably less but also because you'd recover from them quicker attempting your PRs at, at I, well, I think anything over 30 should be done every third month, maybe every fifth month, potentially every six months. If you're following a good program mm. um, and greasing the groove as they talk about it, uh, well, that will be enough training and volume to push you up towards your, to, towards your max, but you don't want to get, be getting anything close to it um, and training at those sort of intensities that leave you super sore because you can't recover from them. Yeah. on a daily basis so my macro plan over the next macro meaning macro cycle over the next 12 months is to do four blocks of three taking me up to hopefully a better PR by halfway through the year yeah. and then end of the year having put a few kilos on top of it you know yeah any goals um, I want to get the body fat down I think I want to aim for about 12% is yeah. what I want to go for because I don't think it's overly it's obviously achievable and it's just going to take more consistency and discipline. When did you last test it? Um, probably before Christmas. I think I was down to about 16, 17. Yeah. I think it was. Um, I was about 108 kilos. I think obviously post-Christmas that's now gone up to 45% body fat. And so you, if you work that out, what would lean be? About 90 kilos, 95 kilos? I reckon 12%. it'd still be post 100, to be honest. Over 100? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was always surprised when I worked out what it'd get, what lean it'd be for me. Yeah. So, like, I was, I hover around 80 to 82 without thinking about it. If I just go, if I eyeball my food, train on a regular basis, how I like to train without killing myself, um, I hover around 82. Christmas, I posted a picture the other day, I was at 84.9. Uh, checked yesterday I was 83.6 another week and that'll be down I reckon yeah. back to within my 82 yeah yeah I dieted a couple of years ago and got down to 77 and I wasn't abilene yeah 75 would be abilene for me I think like visible abilene is often a weight on the weight like you know we all know that 12% and lower and you're starting to see definitely some definition in the in the stomach, but 10% and lower, and you're definitely going to have abs. This is guys we're talking about. Girls are probably a bit higher, what? Yeah. 15, 18% for women. Yeah, um, but I was surprised thinking, I would, if I get down, I thought I'd be, you know, looking ill at 77 kilos. And I was actually quite happy with it. In fact, if you've ever seen that, people who listen to this might see me on Instagram. There's a, uh, two side by side photos, and um, one at 82 and one at 77. So it's a five kilo difference, and I turn around and I'm, I, don't, I felt happy at it. And you know what? Funnily enough, I felt big. I felt yeah, strong, yeah. which is 
guys, if you're looking at getting bigger and put that in inverted commas, looking getting leaner is often why you look bigger. Okay, yeah, it so it's worth talking about. If you, I, I've I've met a fair few cover models, and they're always smaller than you think. And I mean smaller, not often, of course, in height on a regular, like regularly, but also they're smaller in frame because when you take a decent photo, if a good photographer can make a, you know, a, a little umpa lumper that, that, that's <laughs> that's lean look yeah, massive true. because it's you know, um, so yeah, people at this time of year, everyone does think about the goals of looking leaner, looking looking tighter for summer, mm. um, and they think that's all about getting adding muscle, get adding loads of muscle. Yeah. But in, in actual fact, guys, we're talk, probably talking to a bit more so here, it's just cutting fat and stripping fat. And the problem I suffered with when I had that goal that you're talking about there of getting leaner is I always was like in these two mindsets of, oh, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm, I'm losing weight, I'm looking, I'm feeling weak, I'm looking weak, yeah. I'm shit, I need to... And you're, you're actually, I think, tell me what you think, but I think the point where you're probably feeling shitty not looking fantastic, I reckon you're about a month away from looking at what you what you want to get to. It's because you've yeah. got down to that smaller frame. For me, anyway, I was a smaller frame. I was um, had a layer of fat over what I felt like wasn't much muscle. I was lifting not particularly heavy, but volume was high. Yeah, yeah. Um, and wasn't feeling great. But if I'd have continued for another month or so on that program, it'd have been the tough month. But I reckon I'd have been. Uh, I'd have been seeing some abs that I'd not seen yeah. for a long while. I think the the best I probably had was about 20, 24, 25. And I think I was at 100 and just under 108 kilos. I could see the top two <laughs> yeah. abs. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Those bottom two, I was just like, nah, they're not that important. Yeah, exactly. And it, everyone's got their spots, haven't they? But mine comes in from the side. So like that strip down the middle is the last to go. Yeah. Some people will probably find they hold it on their glove handles and obliques. Yeah. But for me personally, that bit in the middle where, which is unfortunately the bit that covers the abs, that's the last bit. That's the last <laughs> bit to fuck off. Um, so yeah, you'd be looking at twelve percent. And how long do you think it'd get you down to that? I don't know. I reckon if I diet properly now, I've started getting my meals done as well. Meal delivery, yeah. Yeah, which has made a big difference for me. Yeah. Um, to keep my protein high, I reckon. 12 weeks to oh, stay consistent yeah yeah yeah. which is a good time frame to look at I mean um, for me I've always said getting back into where I was before Christmas should be done before February uh, yeah February to, to the end of March you've got an yeah. 8 week block to do anything that you want to add on to top of that that's when fair, I did my block last like, uh, couple of years ago the training I've done since I've been back like, I trained all of last week regardless of the injury I just did stuff around it and this time now I've already lost the 2.5 kilos that I'd put on so yeah, yeah. obviously a lot of that's going to be water and whatever else has yeah. just been stuck yeah. in anyway um, excuse me but I think again I'll change my training up a little bit I think I'm going to reduce the volume of what I do and try and pick up the intensity and keep lifting as heavy as I can yeah 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 which obviously is paramount to keeping lean tissue and whatever else when we do it another thing a lot of people do this time of year is go to the gym six times a week so they add loads of uh, frequency in mm forgetting that this time of year folks if you was if you was looking at getting into any sort of shape you want to start off with the minimal effective dose so doing yeah. as little as you can that increases your uh, that take that starts to take you towards your goal so if um 
fat loss is there, if fat loss is your target, then reducing them in a calorie perspective, reducing the smallest amount possible, so that's eating the most you can while still losing weight, yeah. is one thing I do. Training perspective, train as little as you can that, let, that keeps you getting stronger because then you've always got somewhere to go. After eight weeks, after 12 weeks, if you're on six times a day at the gym and you stop seeing results, you've got no, what do you do, seven times a week, eight times a week, nine times a week, you've got nowhere yeah. to go from there. Same with calories. If you're on, if you're on a Sparrows diet, uh, and you've stopped losing weight, you've got nowhere to go. You're gonna have to put calories back in and then bring them back down. So if you can lose weight on 2,000 calories a day, eat 2,000 calories a day. If you can lose weight on two, five, 3,000 calories a day, eat them calories because then you've always got somewhere to go. And when you do drop down to your 1,800, 1,600, 1,200 a day diet, uh, dieting calories, you'll see that results can keep coming. And we was talking there about time frames. It's not even that, uh, talking about goals and say, first of all, it's important to put a time frame on it. It's important to put a number on it like Adam has done there with his 12%. But also, um, it's not even that difficult to calculate how long a goal will take you. So if you know you've got, you want 12% and that's you eight, cal uh, eight kilos lighter, you just go, you just, uh, go over the fact that 700 calories is a kilo of fat, so a 700 calorie deficit. Um, sorry, I've, I've done that totally wrong. Nah, so 7,000 calories. 7, calories. 7, yeah. calories is uh, close to a kilo of metabolized fat. If you hit that and you can get a seven, build a 7,000 calorie a day deficit or 7,000 calorie deficit into your week, into your month, that's when you know you've lost a kilo. So if you're 7,000 calories down in a week, you'll have lost a kilo. Adam knows he wants to lose eight kilos, that'd be eight weeks or thereabouts. It's a really simple formula, but that's if we're robots. Unfortunately, we're not yeah. robots, we're people, and we have things like parties and uh, stuff that gets in the way of, of losing weight. So um, the, the science behind it and the, the theory behind it, it's all there. What we need to do is, for, for the people I'm talking to here, is the habits that work for us, yeah. cutting out, whatever like like we was talking about well, like the beef we had in on the on my instagram <laughs> my facebook page earlier this year it had to be beef because it's keto isn't it beef keto yeah the avocado we had with him <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh they were we was talking about let me for a bit of context for people listening only 22 minutes in we've got another 15 um was i put i had a little bit of a dig at the um, ketogenic diet because I think it's unsustainable it's not the way to lose weight for the majority of people I talked to Joe Public you guys listening to this probably do want to enjoy a beer and a pizza at the same time as getting in half decent shape um, if you have a goal like we was talking about there Adam with his 12% that might be doable on by knocking a square peg into a round hole and doing something you don't like for 12 weeks yeah. to get something that you that you want to get, yeah. yeah? Um, keto wouldn't be the one, but you could maybe cut out something that you like and go as far as twelve weeks. But it's yeah. like pushing a beach ball underwater. If you push it down far enough, one day it'll pop up, and the further you push it down, the further it'll pop up. Yeah, you know. Exactly. So if um, and and often the case with um, you know physique competitors is that they that they diet 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 diet, and if it is a once in a lifetime thing and you're not a career cover model or anything like that. 
you get to the you get to that point of having achieved, done what you've done, you push the beach ball down a long way, and then you go fuck this pie and chips. Yeah, the rebound comes on hard. Yeah, hard. Um, so the keto guy was talking about how the diet worked for him, and let's take it as it was that it, let's say it did work for him. Yeah. Um, I think he was skewed on what he was thinking that was happening, but it was happening because he didn't like carbohydrates. So if someone loses weight on a ketogenic diet. Our friend on Facebook, um, he didn't like carbs. He, he didn't like carbs. Well, I'm putting, I might be putting words in his mouth there, but he didn't like carbs. And apparently, the less he ate of carbs, the less he wanted carbs. Guess what? You don't like fucking carbs, mate. Like the less carbs <laughs> I eat, the more carbs I want. There's, you just don't like them. You're yeah. not the kind of person that um, leans towards eating carbohydrates if a ketogenic diet works for you long term. There's no two ways about it. Um, you could say it about a, a, a different diet. Take intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting, if it works for you, um, that habitual thing that we was talking about there. Targets, uh, goals require habits to fit into your diet, uh, into your life if they're going to work long term. An intermittent, uh, intermittent fasting drill uh, didn't work for me. I, I did it, and it, and I've managed to fast every morning up until two in the afternoon. Yeah. And it's not a bad one for me. The thing I have to be most careful of is I can overconsume calories in no matter how small my eating window. My yeah. eating window was um, two till ten. Mm. Two in the afternoon till ten at night, eight hours. Is that right? Eight hours? And I could easily consume 3,000 calories because it gave me three meals a day and I can do three three uh, thousand calories a meal, no problem. Yeah. If you're... If you prov- if you're if you fill quite quickly, fill up quite quickly once, you, once you're eating. Um, intermittent fasting, I'm just taking habits that might work for people and, and like, like, you know, uh, people sort of, what they do, how they eat and whether it would work with a diet. Yeah. You can pick them. You could probably pick any diet and I'll tell you, and if you give me a list of your habits, whether it'll work for you because we can find out whether it'd fit in. Yeah. Um, someone who eats, someone who can only eat a 500 calorie meal, 400 calorie meal, intermittent fasting is going to work for you because you're cutting at least one of those meals out or two of those meals out a day Mm. Um, I'd say that the fast would probably feel harder for someone who eats smaller meals I'm guessing here but myself I could eat a a huge lunch because I've I've deserved it I've fasted for 16 hours and then um, I'd have a, a train and then I'd have a protein shake probably a snack with it and then a large meal when I got in and probably a protein shake before bed. So all these things, it's like we've talked about it before, but if you say, if you take a bit of everybody's diet, they say, oh, keto says uh, fat's great and protein's not bad, I'll do that. And at the same time, I'm going to do this guy's diet who says that, um, you know, you can't eat too much meat. I can eat all the meat in the world. Oh, well, that clashes with a keto diet anyway. So, yeah, there's, there's just issues with every diet. I've put a video together on it that will hopefully go out this week on diets and why they fall down like for everyone there is an yeah, issue yeah, yeah. there's so many different parameters to it though isn't there and like you said I think ultimately the one thing I know you always bang the drum for and I do with my clients as well is it's just knowledge right? the more you know, you know the easier it is to start to dissect the amount of bullshit that there is out there yeah exactly and you know anytime I don't know I was the same when I first started anytime I saw a bodybuilder taking protein or creatine or Lysitine, whatever else, I'd be like, I need that because that's going to get me jacked. Yeah. Whereas in reality, I probably spent fifty quid and had a big sugar spike and I felt great for a little while. Yeah. Um, 
but a cat attack in the mic. Damn bluesy. See you, Blue. Um, a special guest. <laughs> but yeah, I think, again, the more knowledge and, you know, we talk about it all the time, you lose weight when you're in a calorie deficit. And that's the same what this, you know, this individual said on your post on, on Facebook. Yeah. Keto is the reason I lost it because of hormone, because of insulin, you know, all these different parameters. And it's like, ooh, no. So you, Exactly. So the two people who lose weight are people who are smart and know what to do, or people who are dumb as fuck and don't know what to do. Yeah. And don't, and yeah, go like, oh, I need to do this. Sometimes, I guess. Oh, this is the only way. I'll do this. This will lose weight. I have to do this. I have yeah. to do this. I have to do this. You don't have to do it. But if you're going to keep, you know, forcing yourself to do something, pushing that beach ball down, and forcing a diet that doesn't have to be done that way, it's it, it, yeah so being stupid about it isn't a bad way either I've yeah, had clients yeah, yeah. in the past and it's a mentality that is easy to work with as a trainer where um, you can say to a client look go in this evening when you get in tonight you, uh, you, if you read Shakespeare you'll lose more weight I've had clients that would have done that if I told them <laughs> they wouldn't have known why they didn't care why they just did it those clients are fantastic but that's not that's not a client that client leaves me and goes to shit because they don't know, they've not learned anything yeah On, and obviously I use reading Shakespeare as an extreme example but um, they did they ate what I told them to eat, to eat they trained when I told them to train and they didn't eat when I told them to not eat so as a result they lost weight and they got what they wanted from me but they stopped they left me and they took nothing away from me that's not a that's not the how I like to work what you want to do is teach these people things so hopefully a year down the line, six months down the line, they leave you and they've te- they, re- they understand that all you need to lose weight is a calorie deficit. They yeah. understand that if you want to not put any weight on over Christmas, you don't eat more than you expend and you will stay where you, exactly where you are. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not rocket science. That's what I was getting back to on the old knocking a square peg into a round hole. It's not... Uh, it's very simple, but it's not easy, is what I'm trying yeah. to say. So exactly. it's very simple in, in, in the maths is there but uh, and the science is there but it's not easy because we're human um, so that's what I um, advise that a lot of people do when they're t- thinking about 2019 goals is make sure that you really want the goal mm. make sure that you put a time frame on it and put a specific on it like um, 12 weeks 8% body fat 12 weeks 10% 15% body fat or even if it's a marathon even if it's a triathlon even if it's like me a, a, a strength goal I know that I want to beat my PR, I know what my PR is, I've given myself six months to get back up to it, and I've given myself another six months to beat it on top of that. Yeah. I've got very specific ideas about what I want to do, um, and that, and all I need to do, then do is put the, um, the methods in place that take me to that. Yeah. Like I can't get you there for weight loss, you talk about 7,000 calories being one kilo of fat, um, work a 7,000 calorie a day, uh, work a 7,000 calorie deficit into a month and it'll be a kilo a month work it into three and a half for a kilo three and a half a pound oh is it yeah. oh right okay three and a half a pound therefore I mean again it's uh, the, the mass is there but and, and I'd say that if, the, if you're out by anything if it's not coming off you've not been in a deficit yeah um, uh, there's a few ways of working it out I've gone over it before on social media um, but yeah you want to make sure that you've got those tangible things otherwise it's just another oh, I want to try and do this and try like that's a bullshit thing to say my, my mum's one for, for it always I want to I oh, I'm trying to lose some weight you don't try and lose weight you do lose weight like you don't try yeah. 
that it just does happen if you do the right thing. What you're saying is, is that you don't know how to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's such a mental thing as well, isn't it? That's not good language. Yeah, exactly. It's not it's good language around the, your yeah, goal. Yeah. So trying to lose weight is not a good thing to say. I was listening to another podcast um, called Amelia Thompson, I think it is. Um, she talks a lot about mindful eating. Yeah, it's a good drill, yeah. Which is massive. And again, I think she, she talks a lot about your actual relationship with food. And the studies she's had from her clients, she reckons about 75, 80% of them. So four in five clients probably have a negative relationship with food. I'd say I've got one as well. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Like, I know full well that I'm a fairly emotional eater, as I say, quite a lot of people are. If it's, if you're stressed or whatever else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And again, you know, everyone's been there. It's the easy way to kind of self love, whatever it is. You know, it's quite easy to reach for a cookie or whatever gives else you a little bit of a dope yeah, yeah. yeah it gives hit. you a bit of love through yeah. the stomach doesn't it yeah, yeah, um, yeah but again I think having my meals done for me now I know that I'm getting 2,000 calories a day it's spaced out evenly so I've got three meals so it's nice to know that I've got breakfast lunch and dinner and do you add anything to that so I'll have a protein shake as well which so again will make sure 200. yeah so I make sure that I'll get at least 250 grams of protein in me a day and 2,200 is probably well it's a 500 calorie deficit for me yeah. to maintain yeah. where I'm at but at the moment, do I feel a little bit hungry at times? Yeah. But I'm also quite comfortable saying I'm hungry. You want the goal more than you want the food. Yeah. And like, it's not it, just... exactly right. It's quite simple to, to... If you put the right goal in place yeah. and you know you want it, then it goes, you know, cookies or 12% body fat. Yeah, it's yeah. a really simple question you ask yourself when there's a cookie in front of you. Do you want that cookie or do you want that goal that you've said that you... you, you want to achieve that's I mean I want you, both really but, yeah, you know, of course you want us both give, and that's where human and not robots and yeah. robots would lose weight really quickly if um, you know if we were but we're not so I think again something else I can't learn over Christmas for a number of different things is I've always been a big proprietor like if you're feeling something where it's good or negative just to kind of accept it and, and deal with it especially like if something if you get bad news for example yeah, you, know, you want to bury your head in the sand you want to like it's yeah, not there yeah, yeah. the sooner you actually own what's going on the sooner you can move past it and, and get through it so I think now at the moment trying to relate that back to food uh, you know I'd say I'm hungry all the time firstly am I actually that hungry no. probably not do you need, now, you're hungry but do you need food yeah exactly question, yeah. yeah. whereas now where I'm training and I have a, that deficit I'm thinking oh now I'm hungry firstly it's probably because it's habitual and then my brain's wanting me to eat for kind of that satiety and mental satisfaction more than anything yeah, yeah, yeah. and to actually just be conscious of it and be like well maybe I am hungry but I'm not going <laughs> to waste away anytime soon I'm not going to perish it's not going to like be sacrificial to the goals I actually want you exactly. know because I'll have a meal in an hour or so or I'll have a protein shake to kind of crave the sweet tooth a little bit as yeah, well so, yeah, exactly another yeah. way of replacing like so replacing things is they, you know it's proven that you can't just take things out of your diet or your yeah, yeah. routine, your daily routine, you can't just take them out without putting something else in. So uh, it's really important when you're thinking about these um, procedures you want to implement to get to your goal, it's important that you implement procedures that you're willing to do. And set yourself up for a win, guys. Don't just knock, you know, don't say, yeah. I want to lose 20 kilos in the next six months and not do it because that'll knock you back and you'll say, oh, I've not done it, therefore I sack it all off. Even though I've lost 15 kilos, it's it it's a negative thing to do for yourself, like talking about positively around your goals, mm. making sure that you hit your first one or two, maybe them being a little bit of a challenge, but definitely not too much of a challenge. So there you were. Uh, 
There we go, guys, on the old uh, um, goal setting for 2019. That's our take on our goals, and we'll keep you up to date with how they go over the next few months. I don't know why I'm laughing. I'm smashing my... Poor <laughs> <laughs> eight kilos, Tim. It's all to pop me. Um, I'm seeing as we usually finish with something a bit stupid, I was with a fellow trainer, Abu Dhabi trainer, at the weekend. She works... I'll not say work, because <laughs> if this ever gets listened to by thousands of people, then I might give away the, the, the who, who she was talking about. But um, education, and this isn't a diss, this is... Uh, a, I'm pointing this out just to talk about the level of education, and trainers should be educating people, like, all the time, because generally you think the market's swamped with personal trainers and fitness experts. It is most definitely not. Listen to this. My trainer friend was taking a lady on a rowing machine and the lady on the rowing machine was asked is this good for my belly the uh my trainer friend went into the spiel about how you know cardio is cardio and weight training is weight training both effective relatively effective ways of losing weight if you can put yourself into a calorie deficit through diet blah 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 blah. um and the lady said no because i'm hitting my stomach with the rowing machine bar. <laughs> now, I don't want to laugh at like people's, because you know, she might have been a nuclear physicist, I don't know, but um, she didn't know shit about fat loss, yeah, yeah. simply put. So, um, guys, if you are a trainer listening to this or have any sort of knowledge um, that you're sure of, 100% scientific fact, then uh, try and spread the word of uh, fitness and fat loss and not fucking hit parts of your body to uh, to lose weight that's hit training that isn't hit it? training yeah maybe that's what she'd seen she was thinking ah oh, a bit of hit training I was hitting my belly with this bar that's I mean it. if that was the case that'd be great yeah especially your deadlifts as well this week <laughs> yeah hitting my belly with the bar <laughs> Jesus alright guys thanks for coming it's been a pleasure we'll see you next time bye